Hello, and welcome to Legal Management Talk. This is a very special episode. I'm your host, Justin Eskenazi. I'm excited to be joined today by ALA's new executive director, Erin Carter. Erin started at ALA in October, and now that she's gotten to know us a little better, we wanted to take the opportunity to know her a little better and hear more about her vision for the future of ALA. Welcome, Erin. It's great to have you on. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's start off with some fun questions. What are you currently reading? I am currently reading a new novel. I'm not new, but a novel with my niece. It's called Homegoing. And so we started a little book club um, late summer, um, but she's 13. So we haven't been able to connect with the schedule um, all that much or as frequently as we would like, but it's uh, a great book. She's enjoying it. I'm enjoying reading it with her. And um, so, yeah, that's one of the the books that I'm reading right now. That's great. Uh, is that your favorite genre of book or what, what kind of books? Yeah, do you it's historical fiction, um, but it's based on or it follows a family um, from their origins in Africa all the way to their time in the United States. And it follows actually two sisters and their different paths through life. So... Uh, I'm really enjoying it and reading it with my niece. Great. Yeah. Uh, okay, next question. Mm-hmm. iPhone or Android? <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> team iPhone all the way. <laughs> so how do you feel about those uh, those Android users yeah. who uh, you know are in group chats? Don't get me started, Justin. <laughs> this is a real touchy subject for me. And, and I have to say, I was once, I'm a recovering Android user. Okay, I was so you've the had only both one- perspectives. Yes, I have. I've had both perspectives. And for a long time, I was the only one in my family that was Android. And I was the lone holdout as they moved to iPhone. And so I finally had to give in and move in that direction, too. And I have to say, I'm all the way, you know, indoctrinated into the iPhone uh, culture right now. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Uh, we were taping this uh, a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, are you a turkey or a side dish enthusiast? Side dishes all the way. I'm not really a turkey fan. I grew up eating turkey every Thanksgiving, but as an adult and when I started to have control over the Thanksgiving menu, turkey just kind of moved off the, the list as the priority. So I'm all about the sides. And, you know, we'll have, you know, different other kinds of meat dishes, but turkey really isn't on our table at Thanksgiving time. I see. So what's yeah. your favorite side dish? Oh, okay. Um, it's like picking your favorite child, right? <laughs> so I have to say it's macaroni and cheese. And even when I'm not hosting Thanksgiving, whoever's in charge of the macaroni and cheese has to meet or fit the criteria. They have to fit the qualifications in order to contribute the macaroni and cheese. So that's number one, macaroni and cheese. And then a close second is the collard greens and then the dressing. Yeah. So those are the top three. Gotcha. Yeah. And then in sticking with the holiday theme, what's the funniest or your favorite present that you've ever gotten? You know, I, it's not, I don't know if I can say it's the funniest, but certainly the favorite, you know, as my kids were growing up and in school, you know, their classes always had the, the kids do a, you know, a Christmas ornament or some, some craft uh, for the family. So we've collected all of those 
uh, you know, those those crafts and those gifts and, and presents over the years that they've created as kids. And we have now a special tree, a separate Christmas tree uh, that we've put all of their ornaments on it. And it's really our favorite um, Christmas decoration in our home. That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, OK, so now let's talk about ALA. Yeah. So you've been able to get familiar with the organization and our members, mm -hmm. including at the Legal Management Fundamentals Conference in Denver yeah. that you attended. Um, what have been your first impressions so far? The first impressions really, I mean, in Denver, it was great to see kind of all the things that I had been told um, kind of become come to fruition in person. So really the excitement and the energy around what ALA has to offer to the legal management profession, especially this one, those who are newer to the profession, newer to their roles, and really wanting to soak up everything that ALA had to offer um, was really great to see. Um, it was great to feel that energy, get to meet more members face-to-face, -face, get to meet the subject matter experts um, in their field. Um, and we really have a depth of knowledge that our members are looking for and what I think and hope that they need. Um, and we can continue to build on that as they grow in their careers. And so really better understanding um, how we can be a partner with our members throughout their career and be alongside with them in their professional journey uh, was one of the things that was really clear um, to me when I was in Denver. Uh, and then also seeing how, what relationships that ALA has been able to form with key uh, key partners, business partners, uh, VIPs, et cetera, over the years, including um, the vendors and suppliers that we work with, too. How we can make sure that the culture of ALA is well represented um, in all its forms and how we can build and leverage those key relationships that we've been able to have over the years. Right. So what excites you the most about ALA? Um, I really think um, what drew me to ALA um, even before I started and since has really been, I think, the opportunities that exist for the growth and the influence of, of our association. Um, and I think one of the main things that I find really across the professions and even the association community that I'm, I've been a part of is really what um, people are looking for um, as they grow in their careers is to have, is really some number one stability, reliability, um, and trust and who they're connecting with and the information that they're receiving. And I think the opportunities for ALA really exist on all those, all three levels. Um, the relationships are so significant and they're longstanding. Um, and so that creates an environment of trust. And I think also reliability on what the, the key content and information that our members provide to each other and throughout the, the legal management community is really key. And finally, finally, the stability, you know, how can we communicate and really represent how ALA can be really a, a stable uh, fixture within the legal industry and be able to build on those successes that we've had over the last 50 plus years as an organization. Um, I think associations have a duty and responsibility to provide that to their members. And I take that very seriously, not just in this role, but, you know, as being a representative for, um, you know, really the, how um, influential um, ALA can be. Definitely. 
So something that's important to our members is mm -hmm. uh, diversity and inclusion and mm -hmm. being represented. Yeah. Um, you are ALA's first black executive director mm -hmm. and only the second woman in that role. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Yeah, honestly, it's it's um, one of the things where, you know, as I'm thinking about it, it's um, I, I, I try to consider, you know, where what does that mean in terms of how it can advance the organization? How we, can we connect to those who may not necessarily see legal management as an option for them, um, how they can be influential? Um, and building the organization of the future. Um, and then honestly, how I can bring my own personal experiences to bear as a black woman um, into this role. Um, I don't see it necessarily as a, um, as a burden. Um, I really think I'm excited about how that, how my presence can really make a difference within the organization. Um, and, you know, how I can be um, a role model for other association management professionals, but certainly to the other ALA members who, who feel like they have a place within the organization. Um, and really um, reinforce, I think, it, uh, to the extent that, that I can, how I can reinforce ALA strategic pillar in DEIA. Um, whether it be my sheer presence or whatever voice and whatever um, priorities we can bring to the, to the issue um, and make it really be um, a part of the fabric of the organization and what we value. Right. So uh, women often face adversity in their rise to leadership, mm -hmm. uh, even more so for women of color. Mm -hmm. How have you navigated that experience? Yeah, for me, I think it was really important for me to find a community and a network of like-minded people. And it's not just women, black women, it's not just women, but people across the spectrum of professionals who I, whose opinions I value, whose knowledge I value, um, and whose mentorship has really helped me to move forward. Um, and so one of the things that I've tried to do is, is to kind of create these different pockets of community um, throughout my career. Um, and those who really are sensitive to maybe the specific challenges that I might be facing as a woman or as a person of color, um, and have be able to offer some advice as to how I can navigate those waters. Um, and then also be able to uh, make sure that I can be very vocal about, you know, those specific instances of, of whether it be bias or areas of successes or challenges um, that, um, are, that are important to my experience. And I think um, when you do, when I've been able to find those pockets of community, that's where I think you can, um, you know, be more vulnerable, um, ask the right questions of others and of yourself, um, and, you know, be able to, to uh, really take advantage of and learn from those who have, have gone through those similar experiences. Um, and, you know, that to me has really helped me throughout my career. And I continue to try to look for ways and look for, for individuals who I can best learn from and really take what I find valuable um, in terms of building my own, um, for my own personal and professional growth. Yeah. So looking ahead to 2023, mm. what are you most looking forward to regarding ALA's goals and direction? 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to advancing ALA's strategic plan and their strategic pillars that are currently in place. Um, that was one of the things that I was really attracted to um, as I started on my ALA journey. Um, and I feel that that's something that will help to infuse a culture of growth, um, infuse a culture of innovation and just trying new things and and really building upon, as I said before, the successes of, of, a, of an organization that's been really influential for, for 50 years. Um, and so I think that being able to build that growth dynamic, the growth mindset, kind of feed into um, the contributions that our t- the ALA headquarters team um, has already been, been embarking on and supporting that. And I really feel that the, you know, the essential components of my role is, is to identify and then remove any barriers or challenges that might exist that might get in the way of us growing and learning and exploring new things. Um, and also making sure that, that, our, that our team has the necessary resources and information that we need to ultimately support the mission of the organization, which is supporting our members um, and the legal management profession. And so... I'm really looking forward to not just 2023, but looking beyond that um, and finding uh, new ways of, of, of growth opportunities, how we can be, become more of the conversation with uh, law firms and other legal management professionals, even in some cases with colleges and universities and talking with students um, about how they can find their way um, into and through this career, because I think um, it's really one that is going to be continued to be needed. It's going to continue to evolve um, over the years. And the more that we can position ourselves starting, um, you know, in terms of me thinking about how we can start that um, in really intentional ways in 2023 um, and then build capacity for the next generation of, uh, of ALA success. Great. I'm looking forward to all of that. I am. Uh, Thanks so much, Erin, for mm-hmm. being here and allowing us to get to know you a little better and hear about your vision for ALA. Yeah. Thank you so much, Justin. Of course. Thanks so much to our listeners and subscribers for tuning in. Uh, if you want to hear more, be sure to check us out on YouTube or wherever you download your podcasts. As always, you can learn more about ALA at alanet.org. Until next time.